Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Competitive Enablement Show. I'm your host, Adam McQueen, and in today's episode, I was joined by Mark Balconende, the Senior Director of Product Marketing at Matillion, to talk about some of the biggest lessons he's learned for succeeding as a competitive team of one. The episode is an excerpt from our Clue Connect session, and Mark gets into what teams you should prioritize first, the secret sauce to building battle cards, and how to use data to prove your output. A quick housekeeping note before we jump into the episode, Clue is hosting the first ever Competitive Enablement Summit on October 27th and the 28th. You can save your seat for free by heading to the show notes below in this episode. Day one is going to be all about competitive intelligence and strategy with speakers like Stefan Eller, who's run Cisco's competitive organization for the past 17 years and counting. We've got Clara Smith, the senior product marketing manager from Slack and other competitive leaders from Dell, Salesforce, Juniper, and Workday. Day two, we'll be covering competitive selling and revenue enablement with speakers like Anthony Anarino, who's the author of Eat Their Lunch, Winning Customers Away From Your Competition. Some of the best minds in sales like Kyle Coleman, the VP of Growth and Revenue Enablement from Clary, and Kevin Dorsey, VP of Inside Sales at Patient Pop. Plus, we've got plenty of enablement leaders like Blair Hervey from Salesforce and Christine McCown for Galvanize. All right, with that all said, let's get into today's episode. So today I am joined by Mark Balkanende, the Senior Director of Product Marketing at Matillion and the former Director of Product Marketing at Talent. So in the, in the presentation today, Mark will be sharing his blueprint for starting and then running a competitive enablement program effectively when you're a team of one. So I'm going to hand this over to you here, Mark. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, so yes, as Adam mentioned, my name is Mark Balkney, Senior Director of Product Marketing at Matillion. And one of the things that uh, when I started Matillion about a year ago was to kick off a competitive intelligence program because uh, they didn't have one. Uh, and prior to that, uh, at uh, Talent, uh, there was uh, when I worked at Talent, it was also a bit of a, a bit of a um, I don't know a uh, <laughs> float your own kind of pe- competitive intelligence at Talent for many years. So uh, my last couple years at Talent, I also kicked off um, the competitive intelligence uh, program there and and did a lot of the work as one person initially. Before uh, about a year after, I finally was able to hire a dedicated person under me to, to really focus on it. So, so yeah, today we're going to go through in the next uh, 15 minutes or so, kind of some of the top things that, that I always do or, or look for and, uh, and where better to start than uh, where do you start or where do, where do I start? Um, and understand it's around a lot around understanding the business needs and from product marketing, often competitive intelligence uh, falls under product marketing actually was uh, I'm part of the PMA um, organization association, however you want to call it. And uh, I, I think something like 80%, if I remember correctly, competitive intelligence falls under under product marketing in some realm or fashion. And uh, so in product marketing, we often have a, a connection to or should always have a connection to a lot of the different areas of the business, whether it's the sales product or uh, you name it. And it's about 
you know, depending on where the business is in, you know, where you are in the business, uh, where you are in, you know, if you're a very new startup, if you're a five, 10 year startup, like, like talent was when I got, you know, actually it was about 10 years into it where we finally started an official CI program at talent, you know, Matillion, uh, Matillion is, is a, also a data integration company where, uh, you know, we've really only been selling our ELT product or data integration product for about five, almost six years. So we're starting, you know, a much more uh, rigor process around CI now. Uh, and so versus a very established company and doing competitive intelligence. So <clears throat> that would probably be a much different place to start. And so in my experience, again, I've started um, software companies uh, in the data management space primarily all you know late stage uh, fairly late stage startup type business so um, I always go to the sales first and find out you know where where is the sales in the process of understanding their competitors where are they struggling and nine out of ten times um, it's it's going to fall the biggest need will be on sales but you can also go to product uh, and find out where what are they doing because the product teams and the product managers, product and engineering, they should all be doing some type of competitive intelligence as well. And then also the executive teams um, need some level of competitive intelligence, very different probably than what the sales team has or needs uh, for the competitive intelligence. So in my experience, the biggest bang for your buck or the biggest um, where you're going to get the most return um, on your program on the investment, especially in these types of mid-stage companies that I've been at is through the sales. Um, they're the ones out uh, in the field, talking to customers, understanding, you know, who are the competitors that you're going against? Uh, what are they hearing? Why are they winning or why are they losing? Uh, I'm always more interested in why are we losing against the competitor? Uh, but that information is, you know, comes very well from the sales team, as well as if you enable the sales team, uh, the idea is you'll start uh, winning more uh, and winning more bigger deals. So there's a big impact that you can make on the sales. And I, so I've started um, both of my competitive intelligent programs. I've started with the sales teams on building out what do they need? Uh, how do they access it? And how do they give me feedback um, uh, back to me, as well as uh, the systems that sales use? So uh, I was quite surprised when I joined uh, Matillion about a year ago. They weren't really tracking competitive information in or competitive intel in Salesforce very well. Uh, so I finally have, uh, I would say, about three quarters worth of really good competitive information from uh, from Salesforce uh, and getting getting that data into uh, my competitive tool, which happens to be Clue and why I'm here. But, but at the end of the day, I need, I need to be able to track and see the data. Um, and the data is one of the key things. And if you don't have that data, then, then you're kind of flying blind. You have to go off of certain analyst information that you can get from analysts uh, and, and other things, or you yourself have to go out and start pulling that information uh, and understanding the competitive uh, details around it. Uh, you can go to your product team as well and ask them, uh, what do they know about the competitors? What are the features and functions and things like that? What are we building? But a lot of times uh, they'll want you to provide that information as well as what is, 
what are the features? Uh, what are the what are we losing? Why are we losing? Uh, and feed that information back to them. Uh, if you're very early stage, then I would see say the product and the exec teams are going to be uh, more of your probably consumers of competitive information, and you're going to want to start with them. Uh, but since I've, like I said, started in later stage companies, uh, that the sales teams were the ones that were really uh, looking for and needing this information. So again, you know, my tip, if you're starting uh, and you need to figure out priorities is kind of figure out what, who needs the information the most um, and who can help give you that information the quickest. So uh, the sales data will tell you, you know, who to start with and the product team can help you define how to differentiate the best if you're just starting out, if you're new to the company and you're just starting to understand these things, go to your sales team, go to your sales data, like salesforce.com, if that's what you use and find those competitors, understand the wins and losses. Hopefully your sales team is putting some good information into Salesforce. If not, go interview those sales members and get that information into your uh, battle cards and into your uh, CI tool if you're using one or whatever you're using to track that uh, and then the product teams are also a great way to get some you know get some starting information or sometimes feeding that information back to the product team and how to differentiate do you want to say something adam I, i'm curious how, how do you uh how do you divide your time effectively so you when you're determining who to start with as well from like a competitive standpoint so you've got primary and then you might have a bunch of ankle biters or ones that popping up irregularly is there, a, do you build like a framework or strategy on how you determine? It's all in the data, <laughs> you know, it's, it's really all in the data. So, um, and that's, again, when I came to Matilda, it was a real challenge because we didn't have really good data uh, to go look at. Um, you know, fortunately I came from a competitor, so I already had a pretty good idea of who the <laughs> big players and the ankle biters and stuff were, uh, but I needed to figure it out. Um, for Matillion, who those were. So I ended up having to, to do, you know, a lot of in, um, investigation with the sales team uh, to the top sellers, uh, you know, go after the, the ones that are making the, the biggest numbers and find out who, who are they seeing every day and what, what are the issues and, and things like that uh, with, with, uh, with the, the biggest competitors anyway. Uh, and start doing it more uh, legwork, really, because I didn't have a lot of the data. And now the data is coming in. Finally, like I said, I have three, almost maybe four quarters ish of good data in Salesforce. Finally, uh, that's that I can blend with my competitive information and just see how how accurate was that. And I'm I'm pretty spot on. But like I said, I was fortunate enough to come from a competitor, so I already kind of knew knew who the the big the big ones and the, and the little ones were so but it was different for Matillion than it was for you know say talent because you're different slightly different products different approaches so you know our top competitors at Matillion are definitely different than the ones that were at talent so but yeah I, I spent a vast majority of my initial time with sales um, and learning who were the top ones there um, product had already had some good information some you know some kind of dated battle cards as always there's always some dated battle card information out there somewhere probably in most organizations uh so it was a matter of you know working with them and understanding if what's been updated from our standpoint uh and then investigating the competitors so good question thanks adam all right the secret sauce to building battle cards uh 
I think the ba- the the biggest secret sauce uh, to any battle card, uh, especially if sales is your audience, uh, is to stick to the basics. Um, if you try to get too complex and too deep in the weeds of what the competitors are doing or or make really long uh, competitive battle cards, often the sales team will not really digest it. They will not uh, look. They'll open it and then they'll shut it. Uh, you know, and if you have a, a good CMS tool or a good CI tool uh, that tells you what are the average times people are spending on battle cards, if they're only spending 10 seconds on there, the, my guess is you're already, you've built too much information into those battle cards. It's not basic enough for them to just read quick, get the message about the competitor and how to beat them or how to win. Uh, they're 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 going to look at it and just move on. So you have to have something that is basic and quick and easy for them to read, uh, but then be able to drill into the detail. I'm not saying the detail is not important, uh, but I'm but it is uh, important to keep some really fast, easy hit stuff for these for the sales team. Uh, a lot of sales teams are that I've worked with anyway are very short attention span, just want a quick answer and move on. Uh, some some want more of the details. Uh, the other piece of the battle cards, and and uh, I'll be honest, I learned a lot of this from from Clue and from the best practices that Clue gave me when I got you know when I started with Clue at Talent. So I've I've selected Clue twice now, once at Talent, and uh, when I came to Matillion, it was a pretty easy easy thing for me uh, to go with Clue as well because when you're an army of one, if you have a platform like Clue, it makes things go much much faster. But within those battle cards, um, you know, they have some templates and some best practices that I chose from. And, and, you know, I move things around a little bit. But at the end of the day, you always want that SWOT analysis in your battle cards. So what are the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats uh, from uh, for each one of those competitors, as well as pricing and wins. So, you know, what are what's the pricing and give some win examples. What are some of the examples within your organization, how you won against those competitors? Those have been uh, very key uh, and often uh, uh, are the most looked at in our battle cards today. Is, and they go to those sales reps. I'd put the sales rep's name in, who, who it was, what the deal was, how big the deal was, uh, and what are the key things that they you know, positioned to win against this competitor. Uh, and so they can go talk to their their own uh, their own people. They're not they don't have to talk to uh, some product marketer dude uh, or something like that. They can talk to the sales guys and understand, you know what what was the that made them win. So those are some of the key things for sure. And the last thing is, you know, I know I said basics, but also simple. You know, keep keep that battle card simple. So. Um, you know, I have you know, six to eight um, sections up front on the initial part of the battle card. And then from there, you can drill in and get more detail on those eight sections. Uh, so, but those six to eight are usually, like I said, the SWATs, the pricing and wins. Those are usually the key things that I have up front right away. So when somebody, especially if somebody's on a call and they're like, oh, what do you know about Azure Data Factory? It happens to be the one I'm building right now. Uh, hold on, you know, well, uh, you know, they'll fumble around, they'll go right to the battle card and they'll have those eight things right up front and they can answer those questions very, very quickly and hopefully dismiss it and move on. Uh, if not, then they can drill in later and get more information about, you know, that particular competitor. So. Again, you know, don't try to do it all. And um, the other, uh, sorry, the other big thing about about battle cards and getting started and an army of one 
is really don't try to do it all at once. Don't try to build the complete end-to-end, every piece of detail filled out in your battle card for a competitor before you publish it. Get 60, 70% of the data out there and get the SWAT, get the wins, you know, pricing, get those, get those things out, you know, best as you can and get it published and then just keep updating it, right? Keep moving, uh, keep them moving, get something out to that Salesforce so that they can get the information and just keep going. If you wait until you feel like it's hundred percent perfect, you may, it may take you months to get a new battle card out. And that's months where the sales team or the product team or whoever your, your stakeholders are, are missing out on that information. It could be, you know, months that you're the one that constantly is answering those questions, which slows you down as well too. So you may think, well, 60, 70%, that that's not enough for them. But at the end of the day, they'll be super happy. They'll be, they'll be able to answer most of hopefully what they need uh, and be less time that you're spending uh, going out and, and being on calls or a- answering long emails about what's different, which, which I just did this morning because I'm still waiting to get one of my battle cards out. But, you know, those are, those are some, you know, things that you should think of as you're building out uh, your CI program. And if you're only doing it all by yourself, like I have several times now, so. Adam, I th- I sense you're just dying to ask me another question. <laughs> you on this you can one. tell. You can tell. I'm I am I always have questions, but I'm I'm particularly I'm I'm curious when you're talking about like building these messages simply and keeping a message really concise. I feel like it's like often like the magic of a product marketer is when you get all this information, distill what happens or what matters, sorry, in that like condensed uh, line or two. In your experience, what have you learned? Like, how how do you kind of harness that skill? How do you know what to drill down and how to make it that tight? Well, that's 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 what makes you a good product marketer. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it it comes down. It, one, you just it, it comes down to talking to the sales team and understand. You know, the more you talk to your sales team about the competitor, and the more you understand how you won or what you lost, that's what helps me bring that down to the most basic and simple uh, message for each one of the sections. Um, so that, you know, if you hear something over and over and over, uh, those are the things that you want to hone in on, obviously, and then put that into the very concise manner and put it in the language that the sales team understands and the customer is going to understand too, the prospects going to understand, you know, try not to be too markety. <laughs> So, uh, any product marketers out there, all of us. Uh, so yeah, try to use the language that they would use, uh, very conversational and very tight and concise, like I said, and simple. So cool. Last slide before we go on to our speed dating section of, of the thing. So proving your output, uh, data, data, data. Um, again, this is another reason why, um, it was a no-brainer for me to to really go out to uh, to Clue again when I when I moved from Talent to Matillion. Uh, but these CI tools and platforms like these give me this information. Uh, it helps me. I have I have it tied into my Salesforce, so I can see the number of deals that have been influenced, the number of opportunities that the sales reps have clicked into my battle cards for those deals. And, uh, and then I can see, did they win or lose? Did they last longer or shorter? So I'm, I'm generally not a very analytical person, but when it comes to the CI programs, you often have to prove to the executive team and to the, to the people that are sponsoring it, is it providing value? Um, you know, just the other day, my CRO asked me, he's like, I don't think, 
I don't think anybody in my sales team is really using the battle cards. I'm like, oh, really? I found uh, in this, in Clue has the usage data. So within there, I can go in and show him the top sellers and what battle cards and how long they've spent in Clue. So after that, it was a, a little bit different conversation, obviously, because I was showing showing again the top five sellers were all in the top 10 usage of clue uh, and spending a lot of time on two of the three battle cards that i've put out already uh, and what other ones they're looking for so i can prove why i'm working on azure data factory uh, so again and that comes to the coverage uh, i can see within uh, my you know within salesforce i can see what they're looking at i can see where you know what competitors are we winning and losing that i don't have coverage for uh, and the competitive platform like clue also helps me with those analysis uh, because right now our, we've been reporting uh, on one field in salesforce where i've been tracking on a couple different fields in salesforce and it gives me a much better idea of how are we doing and what battle cards do i need and um you know they they've providing different information uh, but with the competitive intelligence data if you if you can start tracking this in any way it really helps uh, it really helps you build the case and helps build build the reason for more people uh, which is what I did at talent and what's what I'm doing here at Matillion. so within you know it was less than a year before I was able to get a headcount and then a couple months before I could hire it so it was about a year in but I was able to justify hey if you give me more resources I can build more assets and provide you know more coverage on competitors when this type of program is helping reduce uh, the loss rate uh, it's helping improve deal size and uh, speed to speed to close and things like that so these are all pieces of information that that i've been using uh, that i find key for platforms and for the competitive intelligence uh, to make uh, improve it so tracking in the salesforce system or in a cms or you know what battle cards are used or um, get a ci tool like clue like clue and uh, and that's it's one of the big advantages uh, of clue so the battle cards are the obvious right it's helping the the, the stakeholders the salesforce be successful, know and be able to keep the battle cards up to date faster and easier, build them faster and easier. But the other advantage to a platform like Clue is the data, is being able to track it and see it and show and prove that it's providing that value to, to it so that you're no longer an army of one, hopefully. Hopefully uh, you're showing a ton of value uh, and you can then get more people on the team to help you continue to grow this and get some dedicated people. Because uh, often, uh, as I am right now at Matillion, I'm not a dedicated person to to CI, I have multiple other hats I'm wearing as well within the product marketing org. So, you know, proving this value, the data helps me get there. So.